And now for something completely different. everybody hello <laughs> let's oh just my... start off with that how, how are you i don't i don't even whatever what <laughs> then that's okay that's fair uh dylan how are you sir i'm doing fine i got tea i'm doing a tea day today cool d how are you i'm pretty good i'm good okay oh wait g or Excellent. b this is gonna be confusing no, it's okay. I, I, I said B. I was eventually going to get to G. Uh, I usually go alphabetical. I started off awfully. Uh, he, Michael, how is how is they? Uh, I, fine. I wasn't. I wasn't just watching Twin Peaks. I I was definitely here for the whole pre-show meeting. Um, Michael, are you okay? Yeah. You really seem out of it. Yeah, you definitely seem out of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know last week, I'm sorry I missed, guys. Uh, I was really under the weather, and yeah. Uh, yeah, you know I hate missing the show, but you have to take care of yourself sometimes, you know? That's yeah. true. Sometimes yeah, you got to lay down, it, put a rag on your head. It seemed like you were very sick <laughs> last week. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, for those that are watching uh -huh. or those that are eventually going to be watching, this is No Time to Binge, a very weird show where a bunch of people that have a lot of stuff to do usually have no time to watch uh, some shows. So we pick some things, uh, watch the very first episode, the very last episode, and then try to figure out what happened in the middle. And then we usually have somebody on that has watched all of it. Um, it is usually uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt Raman, Matt Raman. How, how, how would I say that? Say that for me. Can you enunciate yeah, it's, that? It's Scandinavian French. Matt Froman. Okay. okay. Well, uh, I was wondering where the French was coming in, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it landed well. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, so, last episode, we watched Glee. Uh, if you want to see uh, our thoughts of how to figure out what that show was you could check that out on a youtube channel or whatever else but this week we're talking about actually a pretty good show uh and we're going to go over shira which is a uh, 2018 kind of uh i guess a remake right it's it's, it's a remake a, a better version of shira than the original it, yeah it's, it's, it's a retool a yeah, a, a retooling. Yeah, they retool uh, it. Yeah. Now, has anyone on the panel? Do they know the older, like the '85, '86, like He-Man show where Shira was, you know, started the Shira show? So, so yep. for the most for the most part, this is all brand yeah. new information, right? What Zach was hmm. she not uh, He-Man's cousin? Am I yeah. just making that up? Yeah, well, Shira was not, but her counterpart was Prince Adam's cousin oh. uh, in, in Eternia. Uh, but uh, <laughs> are uh, anyway. you saying that Shira and Adora are not the same person? They they are not the same. 
uh, 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 person per se, mm. the same way that Adam and He-Man are not the same person. Yeah, uh, they embody the same uh, matter, <laughs> but, but and they uh, they share the same memories. Like He-Man always knows what happens, like with Prince Adam, and Prince Adam always knows what happens I, when he's He-Man. So in a true. lot of ways, it's like <laughs> Lou Ferrigno and the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, when you get uh, yeah. When they get angry, they turn into Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, yep. and and when they when they get the the she or the he pronoun right before their name, they lose their sense of humor for the most part. Uh, they usually get some kind of muscles, a pretty badass sword, uh, and way better friends. Um, so yeah, but for those that do not know, uh, Shira and the Princess of Power is an animated fantasy web television series developed by award-winning author Noelle Stevenson and produced by DreamWorks Animation. It is a reboot of the 1985 filmation series Shira and the Princess of Power. The series tells the tale of an orphan named Adora who leaves behind her former life in an evil horde when she discovers a magic sword and transforms her into a mythical warrior princess Shira. Uh, Matt. When you found out we were watching Shira, what did you know? What did you think we were going to get into? Well, first of all, when you said horde, mm-hmm. I mistakenly heard whore. Yep. And uh, that was inappropriate for the subject matter. Mm-hmm. You definitely heard um, that inappropriately. I agree. But that's on me. <laughs> um, what did I think? Uh, it reminded me of kind of a, a mashup of Paw Patrol and Captain Planet. So if you were to take those two shows and put it in some sort of Dungeons and Dragons fantasy world, you get She-Ra. And, um, you know, Rebels versus the Horde. I like the the Catra girl. She was pretty cool. Yeah, she was uh, cool. Uh, wait, but I, I'm, I'm assuming by your comment that you've seen a lot of Paw Patrol to know how accurate you are. Oh yeah, I have. Uh, everyone knows that I have uh, entire my entire left leg mm-hmm. is covered in Paw Patrol tattoos. <laughs> um, it's did basically. Did you catch the? Yeah. And he you insists know, on showing the whole thing. Every you know, day. this yep. is a video. If you if you want, please let, let us see it mm-hmm. right now. I'll, uh, I would you know love what? To see I, that. I I haven't manscaped appropriately this week, and mm-hmm. uh, to really, mm-hmm. I don't want to deter from the artwork. Uh, my my tattoo artist, uh, mm-hmm. little Stephen McKillicuddy, would be really upset um, if I wasn't properly presenting the piece. Um, so maybe next week. Yeah, we definitely do not want to offend little Stephen McGillicuddy. Uh, anyway, G, what do you know about Shiva and the Princess of Power before this project? I knew a little bit about it because my partner it's like one of their favorite shows um so i've seen a couple episodes of it but i didn't know very much about it yeah now dylan you and i we've watched season one for another show we were on uh where we were shira <laughs> fanatics and uh ha- you know had to know yeah. everything shira which now i know your level of knowledge uh he michael what was your yeah. level of shira uh, she shira knowledge um, not a super lot. Um, He-Man was absolutely my whole entire shit when I was a kid. Like, I still have, if I had a better camera, I would show you, like, the, the 80s He-Man stuff is right next to me with the, with the castle and everything. Um, but I was six when that came out, so I didn't watch Shira because that was for girls. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. 
and I didn't watch this new one because I'm not a huge fan of this animation style. Uh, but watching this first and last episode, I was very touched by it. So, uh, like, I I enjoyed especially that last episode a whole lot. So I I may once I'm done with this Twin Peaks watch, um, may watch Shira. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I watched the first and second season, uh, I think right when they came out. I, I missed it. Uh, I'm not sure why it, it dropped off. I, I consume a lot of media. And uh, for this project, I was excited about it. So I'm like, cool, let me just see how it wraps up. And uh, dude, I agree completely that the way that last episode is, it's like, okay, I need to know everything else is going on because this is absolute emotion and heart, which is great. Now, B, you suggested this show, um, and uh, yep. I know that you are a fan of this show. What, what, uh, what, what's your experience with the show? <laughs> obsessed. Um, so I started. Yeah, I'm obsessed. Um, I started watching it like around like season two, right before season three came out. Um, and I've just, since then, I have been watching the show as it comes out. Like I stayed up all night um, as soon as season four dropped, as soon as season five dropped. Um, I cosplay character from it. I love the show so much. Yeah, and this it, was it one makes of those my gay little heart so happy. <laughs> yeah, it was my, very mine gay. too. It, so it is. It, I loved okay. it. It was it was gorgeous. Um, yes. But um, yep. <laughs> uh, oh, man, I forgot what I was going to say. The next part, anyway. So, uh, G, you were going to say about how gay it is. <laughs> I wasn't. I definitely, yes. I definitely was not. But I'm glad someone did because um, it needed to be said. Uh, G, uh, from your best memory, what what happens in episode one, season one, uh, which is called uh, the Sword Part One? What what can you remember from episode one, season one? Well, pretty much it was just Shira, like, you know, going out into the woods and then finding a sword and then Glimmer and Bo showed up <laughs> to, to also get the sword and then Shira ended up getting the sword and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, obviously, it's some character building. I think that this thing was designed to be an encapsulated story. It was written as five seasons. Uh, I know that they did end it the way they wanted to end it. Um, but yeah, so it starts out season one, episode one, the sword part one. So sneaking out into the, uh, after getting promoted to force captain, a horde sister, Adora, finds an uncanny sword in the whispering woods. However, Princess Glimmer wants it for the rebellion. Ah, all right. Uh, he, Michael, mm -hmm. the horde. That seems like yep. your style of people. Absolutely. What, were you, what were you thinking in episode one? Um, they didn't seem like bad people. Um, uh, they, I mean, obviously, <laughs> just like, you know, like anything where there's an army, uh, I think the, the soldiers were probably fine people who, like Adora, would, were brought up... Um, you know, thinking that this was the way that things are supposed to be, then it's just the higher ups that are evil. Um, but even the higher ups turned out to be not so bad, except for probably because we got very little like villains in at least what we watched. Um, yeah. And even the villain that we did see in that first episode really redeemed herself 
in that last episode. So are you talking about mean teacher? Yeah, mean teacher, mean <laughs> mean teacher, shadow weaver, <laughs> shadow yeah. mom. mom. Yeah, Great mean mom. It it seemed like shadow there was mom. A, it seemed like there was going to be a lot of redemption in this story. Um, so I I appreciate that. Ooh, nice horde sweatshirt. Mm. Oh yeah. I definitely yeah. the toy the the Shira toys that I had were definitely like uh, Hordak and uh, oh now I can't remember that one's with the eyes that bug out Shadow Weaver Slimer <laughs> Boo <laughs> Mantana <laughs> Mantana Actually, I think that's right. However Mantana. stupid that sounds, I think that's right. <laughs> Okay, so we get done with that first episode, which is a lot of world building, a lot of character building and everything else. And then we get all the way to season five, episode 13, (laughs) called The Heart Part Two. And this is the 13th and final episode of season five. And uh, being this series finale and the 52nd episode overall of She-Ra and the Princess of Powers, it was released on Netflix with the rest of the fifth season on May 15th of 2020. Uh, Matt, from what you can remember, what happened in uh, season five, episode 13? Oh, okay. There was so much mind control going on. It seems like we, we went in mid-battle, okay? I don't know who was fighting who and what was fighting what, but there was battling. And the mind control people had green glowy eyes, and that's never good. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of that. She called upon the honor of Grey Skull, which you know isn't the power of Grey Skull, which leads me to believe that He Man really doesn't have, like, you know, he's not as honorable as one might believe. Um, then again, he is dressed kind of scantily, and you know, I wouldn't trust him with my house. Is all hmm. I'm saying. Uh, but really, Zach, in the end, love, love conquers all. Uh, the the cat woman, Catra, Catra. And uh, She-Ra, uh, Adora. or Adora, whatever. I don't remember which form she was in at the time. Oh, she was Adora form. Yeah. They shared a kiss. Um, it was just thrilling. And all these little magic seeds spread out around everyone, uh, cured them, and uh, turned her into She-Ra so she could kick some cartoon ass just like in Paw Patrol, episode seven of season three, where they uncovered the 72 missing puppies who were Frankenstein into one giant gross monstrosity. Uh, yeah, and they- luckily they drown it. So put it out its misery. Paw Patrol gets dark in season three, just so, oh, everyone, messed just up. so everyone knows. Uh, so not, I've never, I never imagined afraid. so much curb stomping in an animated series. They are series. not afraid to show some like graphic violence against some cop dogs in that show. That, that's it's true. Like, and, it's like the wire in Airbud. <laughs> yeah. Did uh, yep. did anyone ever uh, did anyone catch the JoJo reference in Paw Patrol? Because I am not joking about that. Oh boy. Uh, I was kidding about seeing any of it, but I didn't. I did not know there was a JoJo reference. There's JoJo references in a lot of JoJo things. Now, yeah. now that I've seen JoJo, Everywhere. I've actually realized there's a lot of references. Yeah. Uh, so, G, uh, in in the in the last episode, we we catch up with Glimmer again, and uh, 
got a bit of a glow up. She's you know, Glimmer's looking great. Uh, and we meet Glimmer's father also. And it seems like uh, th th there's a bit of a, like a weirdness with Glimmer's father. What did you take out of uh, Glimmer's journey and her father in that conversation? Because that seemed like it took a little bit of, uh, of some screen time. <laughs> okay, you can pass if oh. you want to. That's no big deal. Uh, he, Michael, what do you what do you think about Glimmer? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know here. Uh, okay, so I guess what we're going to do is we're going to try to figure out how we got from episode one to the last episode. So we know that uh, Shira gets the sword, and we do know that in the last episode she has some kind of virus. So Dylan, what do you think in the the span of this show when's the virus pop up and how what, what what's up with that i i took down notes as just to like where people started and ended and when they started talking about prime a lot and then adding it to people's names i'm like prime feels like a kind of like evil ancient virus that's been pulling the strings behind hordak in the early seasons and maybe halfway through or so hordak like gets beaten mm -hmm. and then hordak prime is like all right Cool. I'm no longer in charge. Prime's coming back. Prime's going to wipe out everything in the universe, and I'm cool with that. And then it takes over everybody as some sort of, like, hive mind. It's, so about know, that, halfway through, maybe? It seems cool. That is me, pretty like, close, Dylan. Um, you have you no know, idea. Uh, what, yeah, well, what it really does, it goes back to, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Glimmer's father, right? <laughs> Uh, it turns out, I believe it's in episode four-ish, uh, turns out he is the brother of Captain Planet. But unlike Captain Planet taking care of the environment, this guy's a real bastard. Uh, tipping over porta-potties, throwing banana peels out the window. <laughs> Awful. People can slip and fall. Uh, but worst part is when the, the COVID episode, this bastard just throws his mask on the ground and stomps on it. Uh, in front of his daughter, Glimmer, and that's where they have their separation. Uh, she just can't tolerate a dad who would treat the environment that way, goes and lives with Uncle Captain Planet for a while, um, but then he comes back all messed up from the Prime stuff that Dylan was talking about, and one would hope that, uh, you know, they reunited at the end and got over their differences in the uh, environment cleanliness. Yeah. Well, we did watch the end, so we know that all that did wrap up. Uh, also, um, one part that you did miss, and I would like you to explain if that's okay. Captain Planet is an Earth-based hero, as we all know. Now, because uh, they are related to Captain Planet, when did they get to Earth and, uh, and they leave Eternia? Oh, no. Captain Planet can go wherever the hell he wants. Oh, he's uh, captain he of all can... planets. Yeah, not just... Not just Earth planet, <laughs> he, all planets. Though the series, I don't series we got racist. here on our Earth reality, Zach, was solely based on Earth, our mm -hmm. Earth. Um, you know, if you were to go to Mars, Jupiter, any of the other planets that I can't think of right now, mm -hmm. uh, they'd have that version of Captain Planet. Okay, that's I, I fair. don't want to sound racist here, but Captain Planet hmm. is blue, um, and glimmer's dad was definitely not blue mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, i don't mm -hmm. think that they were that closely related because that's fair um they he would they would at least be like partially blue <laughs> okay yeah well i don't know how it feels to be well, wrong all the oh. time michael but look <laughs> must I, I, suck 
like I said, I'm not trying to be racist, but if they were brothers, like one of them was very, very blue and the other one was very, very pink. Yeah, well, th- this is not the show to get into uh, uh, skin color or anything, Michael. You know that. Uh, uh, we to- <laughs> well, we talked about this in the pre-show meeting, which Michael missed. So. Oh, true. Oh, while, no. he, while he was Come not on, watching man. Twin Peaks. Um, okay, I wasn't, so, yeah, I definitely Michael, wasn't watching Now, in, in episode one, we uh, learned that Adora and Catra, uh, uh, they are, I guess, like co-workers, uh, friends. They, they're, they're in battle together, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in the last episode... They've gone through mm-hmm. some stuff, and now they're mm-hmm. in love. Now, mm-hmm. if you had to use your creative brain, uh, mm-hmm. tell me the story of Adora and Katra over five seasons. Well, um, they grew up together, so they have sort of a Stockholm Syndrome because they they are all together, you know. Um, and then I think in season two is when Katra kills Laura Palmer and Adora and Katra have to cover this up. And, and this really gets them close to each other. Um, but I think that Katra probably has some sort of uh, fetish for humans and Adora is a furry. So you know they have this sort of uh this sort of will they won't they through the whole thing um i'm sure that everybody knows but then once you know because catra is like i'm going to kill this laura palmer because she's my romantic rival to adora and then well every uh, everyone loved laura palmer uh, yeah 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 matt, that's what matt, i'm saying in all, but, in all fairness matt michael's talking but Adora, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, but once once Adora, they find out that she's okay helping Catra cover up the murder, then that's when you know that that they are in love. So, um, okay, I I think that that's definitely what happened. That's definitely how that happened. Sure, uh, but it uh, turns they... out it turns out that Captain Planet was taken over by uh, this entity that they call Bob, um, and. It, it was a whole thing. It was just a whole thing. I, yeah, I think that we need to stop watching other stuff while this is going on. Uh, uh, okay, so, G. Uh, now, Glimmer and Bo, right? They're cool. They seem cool. They're friends in the first episode. Maybe friends in the last episode. What do you think happened in five seasons between Glimmer and Bo? Well, I kind of got a different vibe off Glimmer and Bo. Hmm. Um, considering Bo's note in the first episode had hearts all over it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking they were together for the whole thing. So, you know, definitely some little romantic jaunts in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Straight, uh, so, <laughs> straight, <laughs> like straight romances in this show, though? I don't think so. Mm, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, B. Now, as far as far as Glimmer and Bogo, did they have a relationship, and <laughs> do they continue to have a relationship? So they have a very, very, very close friendship um, throughout most of the series. Uh, they do have a falling out now and then. Uh, Bo takes someone else to the princess prom, and Glimmer gets all salty about that. And it, like, it's very clear she has a thing for him, and. He's like, oh, yeah, my feelings, 
their friendship and like it's really awkward for a little while but then glimmer goes away for a bit and then Bo's like oh no i miss her and then they finally get together at the end so after it's watching cute. Yeah, after watching after watching all the, the whole season, and then because of this project, watching episode one, season one again, what was that like seeing them as like babies? Because they obviously all grew up. Like you could tell that there's physical changes and uh, emotional changes, probably. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really weird um, seeing Glimmer with like the longer hair because like I got used to her as Queen Glimmer uh, with like the short hair and like the little bodysuit thing. Um, so having her go back, I'm just like, oh, you're a child. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, she looks like she's 10 years old in that first episode. Yeah. yeah. That is a yeah. that is yeah. a that is yeah. an adolescent body. <laughs> now now Matt Matt Ruh. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. Now, once you find out that there's a princess prom and that uh people are taking the wrong other, you know, <laughs> partners to the princess prom, what do you think the theme of the princess prom was? Oh, well, you know. This year was obviously werewolf themed, mm -hmm. uh, was under the full moon, and uh, that really pissed up, pissed off Castra, Catra, Catra, mm -hmm. um, and Kashra? she had to put Kashra. That's her rap personality, is Kashra. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, definitely werewolf themed. Uh, I envision a lot of uh, sugary cereals, soda pop. Uh, and and chaperones, the uh, Dreamweaver mean 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 teacher is most definitely a chaperone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, B, will you please enlighten us to how the relationship between Adora and Katra? How does that go over over five seasons? How close was he so, Michael to this? So their entire relationship is textbook enemies to lovers. Um, they hate each other for. Hmm. four out of five seasons in fact most of season five they're they're still not like they're still not together um so it's kind of funny like hearing you guys talk about like oh yeah no they're they're in love this entire time absolutely not hmm. <laughs> absolutely not um Katra keeps going on about how much she hates Adora she feels abandoned by Adora because she decided to join the rebellion instead of helping her with the horde it's a whole thing. It's a lot of drama, um, but it worked out. <laughs> it's it's very clear that Katra has a thing for her the whole time, but she's just really bad at expressing herself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dylan, at the at the end, we also see that the shadow uh, uh, shadow weaver, weaver <laughs> which mom. is a which is shot a bad mom, yeah. uh, very very mean mom. Uh, and they they are also a teacher. Is that right? It seems like they're. It seems like Shadow Weaver like trains and manages like their recruits. She's like yeah. the their like uh, drill sergeant equivalent. It, obviously, as like a magic shadow magic user. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then in the last episode, though, we see that uh, the Shadow Weaver. Mm -hmm. Shadow Dancer? What was it? Shadow Weaver. Weaver. Shadow Weaver. Now they Shadow are Weaver. on. They're on the rebellion side. Uh, now, will you please, uh, through five seasons, tell me how the Shadow Weaver goes from a leader of the Horde uh, into being uh, on the rebellion side and helping out Adora? I I don't know that I'd say it didn't feel like Shadow Weaver was straight up rebellion in that last one. Maybe just like 
great, you know, this is bigger than the Horde versus the Rebellion, so I'm going to help the good people. I suspect Shadow Weaver probably has, like, two or three seasons of really intense, like, secondary antagonist role. Like, she's an overbearing trainer and probably give, once Adora leaves for the Rebellion, probably goes too hard on Catra to try and, you know, you're never, you're not going to be good enough because Adora was hardly good enough. And then I imagine once Prime, because Prime seems to take the main villain spot towards the end, once Prime kind of makes themselves known, I think Shadow Weaver's probably like, all right, I can't be in charge of something that doesn't exist, so I got to stop this guy from destroying the universe. And then hmm. I, I suspect that's probably at the end the only time you see her actual face. Maybe you see like a flashback before it got all wrecked, but... I suspect taking the mask off is probably a big catharsis like moment for everybody involved. Okay. Uh, B now shadow weaver. How does their story go over the course of five seasons? So shadow weaver is um, pretty much the only antagonist we see for a good bit of uh, season uh, one. Uh, we actually don't see Hordak like fully until just before season two uh shadow weaver is kind of working for him she's the one that we're all focused on uh but then she falls out of favor with hordak um once entrapta joins the team who is uh my favorite character um and develops kind of a, a romance with hordak um and she starts making all this cool tech for the horde they start winning and Hordak is just kind of like, well, why do I need you, Shadow Weaver? And he imprisons her. <sighs> it's bad. Uh, then she kind of says, F this, and joins the rebellion. Mm. And that's okay. around season four, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt. Okay. So. We know that at the end of the, the last episode, there is a, 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 a person with three eyes on one side, one eye on the other side, and they seem like they're pretty tough. Now, they're not in episode one. Now, tell me, when do you think this person showed up and what their, uh, their, their motives were? Uh, it was just the episode right before this. Um, the scorpion woman laid an egg. And there was like a hobbit and he had to protect the egg. And at the end of that episode, it hatched and it was that monster guy. Uh, but what's funny is you never really get to know what it wants. Um, they, they just left you hanging there, which is really unfortunate because it could have been such a force to reckon with on either side. Uh, you know, would it prime up? Would it be a rebel? Who knows? Yeah, um, I had I had that same note. Like I had that same exact storyline um, for mm -hmm. that three eyed, the five eyed thing. Um, yeah, the the scorpion woman lays the egg. It's really weird though because, like, you would think that this thing was huge. Like they have this whole clone army. This, the, it seems like a real Django Fett, Boba Fett thing where he picked one clone, but that like, he was the failed clone of that clone army. Um, which I imagine the scorpion woman laid all of those eggs to, to give birth to all of those Hordax. 
Um, yeah, one one egg every day, I believe. Yeah, and there were so many of them. Like, it, I, I I think it was like a cluster, hmm. and then I I'm not quite sure. Do you know which one um, was the one who was fertilizing these eggs? Well, that's Wasn't the question. It? I thought B. it was Bo. B, who was fertilizing the eggs that the scorpion woman laid that, that they laid out these Hordax? <laughs> G, G uh, in, in the last episode, we see the scorpion woman, right? We see this person. Uh, it's got scorpion arms and whatever. Now, there is uh, no, no person like that in episode one. What season do you think uh, other animal people show up and... Uh, like what? what t tell me about a couple of these people. Well, the Scorpion Woman—it's got to be season three. I'm gonna mm. say she just kind of shows up. The other animal people—they show up in episode two, and we just missed that. Oh, okay. So okay, okay. B. Uh, touching on the last two things we talked about. Number one, when did Scorpion Woman show up? And number two, was there eggs? <laughs> there was much to cover. <laughs> Take your time. Okay. First of all, there are no eggs. Scorpia, oh, the Scorpion Michael. Woman is. Her name is. Her name is Scorpia. She shows up like nearly two episodes later after the first one. Um, she is there the entire time. She is a main character. Uh, she's also the best character, and I will absolutely take zero criticism on that. You just got to believe me. She's the best. She's perfect. Um, yeah. <laughs> addressing the five-eyed character that you guys were talking about, that is actually Horde Prime. Oh, okay. That is Horde Prime. That's, <clears throat> that is our big bad. Okay. Uh, so he oh. actually is hinted um, at about season three is when they talk about him because Hordak reveals that he is a clone. He is a clone of Horde Prime. He was rejected by Horde Prime and sent to die on Etheria because he is um, uh, he's in, he's an imperfect clone, um, and he's actually dying <laughs> uh, this entire time. Um, but he's like, his whole thing is to get back to Horde Prime, to show that he's a worthy clone of Horde Prime, that he can take over a planet all by himself. He just really wants to show his worth to him. Um, and then we finally actually meet Horde Prime uh, at the very, very end of season four. Oh, okay, cool. Now, the when very the end, like the last five minutes. <laughs> oh. Now the clones. Yeah. What? What? Not yes. eggs. No. Not, not eggs. Not eggs. Uh, just just clones. Man, too just bad. Just clones. Uh, okay. Cool. And who are the hobbit? Like they're who are literally the protecting. <laughs> mm. Hobbit. Well, 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 we'll get to that question in a second. Uh, Matt, now we know that Adora is uh, the cousin of He-Man. Now, She-Ra obviously has some sort of relation to He-Man. Who knows? Now, He-Man nor Prince Adam was in episode one, nor the last episode. Tell me about how He-Man or Adam shows up in this series. Oh, there, there are all sorts of Easter eggs. Like, 
<clears throat> there's an episode where Adora's all upset over Katra, like uh, pushing away her advances because she just was not ready for a relationship. And of course, dumbass Bo's in the background, like skulking about looking at him, which is really weird. Like, just mind your own business. But she goes, runs off, and she's just guzzling so much wine straight out of the bottle. But on the mantle, you see all these family photos, and one of them are her and Adam playing, uh, what is that, tetherball, where the ball's around the pole. Is that what it's called, tetherball? Yep. Um, another of them bowling, uh, one horseback riding, and then there's like a family portrait of a day they spent at the pool together. Um, so that was that one. Uh, there was one time where they prank call him at the end of an episode. Uh, that was pretty good. He picks up and it's one of those uh, portal portal phones. So you kind of see it like a, a Skype call. Um, that was hilarious because he was caught off guard half asleep. Um, they, there was something uh, I, I think they planned on stealing his cat after the princess prom. But I don't know if that ever happened. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, B, I'll, I'm going to come to you in a second with that one. Now, G, we know that this show is called She-Ra and the Princess of Power, and we know from episode one that, she, that, that uh, Adora is an orphan, I believe. Now, because she is the Princess of Power, when do you think we meet the king slash queen of power? No idea. <laughs> no idea. Okay, uh, Michael, what do you think? Princess of Power, do we meet the King and Queen of Power? Well, yeah, obviously we meet mm -hmm. the King and the Queen of Power. Um, yeah. the, the Queen of Power is uh, the Scorpion Woman. Um, oh. she, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Bo is the so, King of Power. So, okay, um, so wait, wait, pause for a second. So the Scorpia and Bo are the parents of Adora, is what you're saying? Yes. And Prime. Because... Oh. Uh, the Scorpion Woman is um, seven or eight thousand years old. Mm, okay, um, she she ages very well. She's laid millions of eggs in her lifetime. Um, every every now and then, there's a genetic mutation that makes these like human type monstrosities, and that's those are the ones that are sent to live in the in those scary woods. Um, mm. Because they don't want these these human reject uh, clone babies around. Yeah. Um, so the king and queen of power, because uh, Scorpion Woman is just like laying eggs all over the floor. And then uh, Bo just walks around just jacking it all over the all over the place. Gross. And then, yeah. yeah. And then the okay. uh, the clones spring from from the fertilized eggs. And uh, hmm. sometimes they're Shiras, and sometimes they're uh, five-eyed Hordak clones. Is, okay. is, it, is it a three-day gestation on that, Michael, or what's the average? Classic three days. Um, no, I think it takes longer than that. It's like hmm. a week and a half. They turn into like right. gremlin alien eggs, and then they <laughs> split. And that's what the horde eats for dinner. Hmm. Is, okay. is the split open okay. eggs? Hmm. Now, Dylan. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Episode one of season one starts with uh, this sword who's calling yeah. out to a door in the whispering woods. Uh, she grabs the sword and she does her business and uh, five seasons go on. Now, will you please tell me uh, in the recap episode how the sword gets into the whispering woods to begin with? Uh, just lack of care. 
This entire oh. show is actually a message about like caring about your things, like taking care of it, clean your room, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why in that last episode, she has trouble recalling the sword because her ultimate lesson is to learn to take care of your things. And when she tries to, the sword's like, nah, I know better after last time. Mm. Yeah. So, oh, so the, sword, after this. the sword decided to, to leave. Uh, yes. Okay. okay. Uh, B. <laughs> Do we ever meet the king and queen of power? I, I don't know what. No. If you're talking <laughs> about Adora's parents. <laughs> if you're talking well, I mean, about Adora's parents, no. Well, I mean, uh, she find out that she, She-Ra's parents. Well, She-Ra's parents, I guess, technically. Yeah, you, you, now, yeah, you find out that Adora actually uh, came through a portal. She is from another world, possibly another dimension, but we don't meet them ever. Dang. It's just mm, okay. one of those things that are left. It's left like you'll never find out because she'll yeah. never well, find out. Well, she is, as Laura pointed out um, three or four times now, uh, <laughs> she is actually yeah. uh, a uh, sister, not right. cousin. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You do find out that she is from uh, Eternia, not Etheria. Um, oh. So that's okay. cool. Okay. Yeah. Now, do, do so we ever is... find out? Do we ever find out why the Sorry, sword? Is, no. Do we ever find out why the sword is in the Whispering Woods? Uh, yes. Uh, it was hmm. it was dropped there uh, by a character named Mara, who is in the original uh, She-Ra. Um, and she was the original She-Ra. She was She-Ra before Adora. She-Ra is, is more of like a, a job. A mantle. Instead of like a, a yes. So, um, well, so there she... were several She-Ras before and she was the last one before Adora. And that was thousands so, of years ago. So a lot like uh, the Tooth Fairy or Pinhead. It's like Santa Claus She's in exactly, the Santa Claus. She's exactly wait, wait, wait. like Pinhead. Well done. If, yeah, if, you just have if, to, if, so you just have to kill the previous Shira, and then you become Shira. So like the you just like have the to Santa push Claus. them off of a roof, like yeah, in okay. Santa Claus. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So wait, yep. if Shira and He Man are brother and sister, but Adora and Adam are not brother. So is Shira not the same person as who they embody? Mm. Because if so, what no, do no, no, they no. do okay. in the time off? Okay. Okay. So um, Adam and Adora are brother and sister. We don't okay. know that. We never find that out in Shira, but you can kind of assume um, Shira and He-Man, those are just jobs. Okay. Basically, those so, aren't people, they're just jobs. So we can all agree that Laura is lying in all of her four to five comments now. Uh, okay, so uh, gee, <laughs> now, now we know that Glimmer and Bo have an on again, off again relationship that starts with episode one and probably continues to the very end. Now, as we know, most on again, off again relationships have some ins and outs with other characters. Will you tell me about some experiences that these two characters have with a third party? Well, I can actually tell you that the first time I saw any art or anything of Shira was a picture of Glimmer and um, the Scorpion Lady. So oh. I actually originally thought that Glimmer and the Scorpion Lady were in a relationship. Mm. And then seeing the first and last episode of the show... I was very surprised that the scorpion lady 
didn't seem to have any interactions with Glimmer. Um, but I think... Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> now, I think Matt. you need. I think you need to stop <laughs> looking up fan art uh, and like uh, what do you, what do they call that slash fiction online? Uh, because that's <laughs> that's where you, you get a lot of wrong information. <laughs> if you want the real information, people should listen to this show <clears throat> where we tell only the facts about these mm-hmm. shows and not this slash fiction where they have they have these characters who have nothing to do with each other in relationships like everybody knows that Bo and Agent Cooper end up together in the end mm-hmm. um yeah it it's just you you have to stop looking up slash fiction online I'm putting okay. parental blockers on your on your computer. It's probably a good so, idea. I'm going to ask all of you the same question before I go to B. Now, Matt, who do you think uh, was inside this relationship between Glimmer and Bo throughout the sea throughout the series? Oh, it it was definitely Shadow Weaver. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, so Bo, outside of the very end, uh, Bo and Glimmer. Uh, she, she's in with both of them separately, but she's really hush hush about it, you know, because mm-hmm. when they broke up, she's like, damn, I'm hitting both of those. Cause why not? So shadow weaver gets in there. Uh, Bo is the only one to see her messed up face because what we learn is that Katana, when she was a little baby cat woman, just tore the hell out of shadow weaver's face. And that's why she has to wear the mask. And that is also why Shadow Weaver never gave her the benefit of the doubt and sent her uh, on the good missions, promoted mm. her. Because her and Bo were together. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, Dylan, yeah. between between Glimmer and Bo, what do you think? What characters got in there? I think a lot of the strife between the two was because of the spirit and the sword. Why do you think they were going for it so hard in that first episode? Like they're trying to oh. stop they're trying to stop a door from getting, and they're like, we can't handle any more of this. Like we gotta have a three person conversation about all this stuff and one of us is stuck in a sword but we can't tell Adora because you know she'll want in on it and then you know the sword has to play along with it after Adora gets the sword and they have that weird awkward confrontation at the end of season three and yeah hmm. okay now B can you can, <laughs> can you clear this up for us uh did Glimmer and Bo mess around with anybody else throughout the series <laughs> so Okay, ah. so Bo had a, a very brief thing with Princess Perfuma. Uh, she's like the flower princess. Um, Hot. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Glimmer <laughs> oh, no. actually seemed to have a brush on... Uh... Wait, what happened? Oh, I'm just kidding. Matt uh, Glimmer actually seemed to have... Uh... Glimmer seemed to have a little bit of a crush on Adora. Uh, so there was some tension there. It was awkward. Oh. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Now, G. Adora's, oh, Adora is a real uh, Laura everyone, type in this. <laughs> everyone loves Adora. Well, okay, everyone loves She-Ra when she's yeah. in her She-Ra form because she's a tall blonde lady. Like, what is there not to love? Yeah, so I'm, real Laura. I'm kind of calling my <laughs> I'm calling myself out here on my type, but uh, yeah. Uh, I love I love that every time Matt talks, B has to drink out of a wine bottle. Uh, G. <laughs> now, 
at the end, we see Shadow Weaver's face, and it is mangled uh, or, or something. Who knows? Will you tell me uh, how that happened? So that happened um, because of Katra. She, you know, is a cat. So Shadow Weaver must have just got on her nerves one day, and, you know, Katra just kind of went after her. No, Dora probably smart. sprinkled some catnip on her on her face as a, as like a prank, and it's one of those pranks that that ended up like, oh, this went too far. Mm. Uh, Shadow Classic. Weaver was a real bitch, though. She was like, she kept going like a, pss, 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 pss. I have some treats, and she'd shake the thing at treats, and then she wouldn't give them to her. So you know, okay, so that's two, that's two for the cat, uh, Dylan. Shadow Weaver's face. Give me the rundown. Uh, it's kind of green, and she's got like the um, the Batman Forever Two Face mouth, where like part of it is like, mm -hmm. um, which they modeled after Tommy Lee Jones, uh, you know, uh, as you do. Yeah. Um, and uh, other other than that, kind of rocks it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the so mask is pretty cool, though. I will yeah. Say. How do you how do you think her face got that way? Um, I don't. I don't know. Cool. I, yeah. I think she was Lady Gaga. I think she was born that way. I think that's just oh. how she looked. Yeah. And I, I think the fact that you're obsessed with this woman's face is uh is a little bit telling. Just you know, of that's what? just how she looks, man. Just let it go. Well, let's find out. B Shadow Weaver's face. Do we ever find okay. out what happens? Yes, actually. Um so Shadow Weaver was a very talented sorceress, and uh, she decided to play around with and uh, it fucked up her face. And that's pretty much all there is to it, honestly. Oh. Right. No, that's cool. No, I like that. Yeah. That's way better than yeah. a cat. Nah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm -mm. Uh, now, so... It seems like a lot of the magic that's in this show uh, is natural-based, right? It's, like, kind of, like... Uh, it, it, Dylan, did you did you pick up on that at all? Like, every time they show magic, it's kind of, like, nature or something? Is yeah. That... This, this show seems to have kind of that, like, nature versus tech, and magic is, like, the nature thing going on. So... Yeah. Yeah. Now... Now, at the end, when we see the heart of the planet, I guess, right? Uh, what do you think happens if that heart stops? Uh, everybody wakes up in the Black Lodge. Oh, dang. Yeah. This, it turns out there's a lot of Twin Peak references. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, B, uh, what, what, what's up with this heart that's, that they show at the very end, the heart, the heart of, uh, of, of this planet? The heart of Etheria. Yeah. Uh, the heart of Etheria is pretty much the center of the planet's uh, magical energy. Um, and, oh gosh, trying to explain everything would be a big, big thing. But basically, the Eternians, which are Adora's people, came to Etheria and tried to harness the, you know, the planet's magic. Uh, had these, like, runes, this, like, runestone network. Um, and, Yeah. It's this whole thing, and it's all connected to Shira. No, like basically, I, I, you can basically make a super weapon out of the planet, and that's why Prime is here because he wants that. Oof, Prime sounds cool. Uh, yeah. Now, 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 after watching the very last he episode, is. if you if you had to give me, if you had to give, <laughs> weird, uh, if you had to give me a stinger for maybe like maybe like an offshoot series, 
what what would you like to see after this series? That question was to Matt at first, but anyone oh, can answer, hey, really. Hey, yeah, no, gladly. Uh, well, they set it up really well for you because that giant tree grew in the sky. And then they showed that little witch woman at the very end. And what happens is stupid Adora, Aurora, Adora, she sure. drops the sword after this is all said and done. And that little witch woman gets the sword. So then it continues on as her adventures as She-Ra Treehouse Adventures. <laughs> Treehouse Adventures. Uh, I would love to watch that. Uh, okay. I, so. think that's a I think that's a Studio Ghibli joint. The the old witch turning into Shira. I'm oh, pretty yeah? sure that that's a Studio Ghibli with movie. the with the with the treehouse thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, B, you've seen every episode of this thing. What what episode yes. or season would you say is like the best? Where's like the highlight of the show? Season three. Easily, uh, mostly because I am absolutely weak for Hordak and Entrapta's um, interactions. I think they're so cute together. And uh, that is like all season three. Like, I mean, okay, it's like very clear they are a couple. You guys <coughs> saw them at like the very end. Mm -hmm. Like the pigtailed lady's like, oh my God, Hordak, and like jumps at him. Like, oh, yeah. That pigtailed yeah. lady... It how much is she in that show? Because I could not stand her voice. Yeah, I, I She's agree. in there a lot. Oh, She's in there a lot. I'm, and you, I'm you, out on you this get, show. Really? Least favorite you character, get, I agree. Wow. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Trust me. You get used to it, and she is like, she's my second favorite character. She's fantastic. She's hilarious. Um, And she's easily the smartest one. Plus, she's 30. I, I think that it is. I think it's funny that that character is thirty years old. <laughs> yeah, you know that reminds me a lot of this show that I uh, listen to. It's a podcast called Jack Billings Presents, hmm. and um, the the main character <laughs> has a very shrill, obnoxious voice. But as time goes on, you do find that he uh, is the smartest, the funniest, uh, and really the best character uh, I've ever experienced. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of egg also, laying, egg laying and fertilization 30, on that show. So, yeah. Egg laying. Oof. Yeah. You guys are yeah Jack super... lays eggs. <laughs> we don't we don't talk about it on the show, but Jack is constantly laying eggs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let, let's let's get out of this one. This is a weird one. Now, G, uh, you saw first episode, very last episode. Would you try to make time to binge this this show? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I agree. Dylan, are you going to make time to binge this? I'll try. I, I've watched the first season mostly, and I enjoyed it. And watching the end, it looks like it does wrap up in a pretty satisfactory way, so that helps. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 Plus, they're only like 22-minute episodes, so that's yeah, not bad. He, Michael, are you going to yeah. find some time to binge this? I was thinking about it. Uh, now that I know that 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 the pigtailed lady is in it a lot, um, that's sort of squashing down my my enthusiasm for it. Uh, I, I'm telling you, you get used to her. <laughs> you do. But uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I was I was genuine. I was genuinely touched at the end. I was like, there were a couple times where I was like, 
I don't know why I care about these characters. I have watched exactly one episode of this show, but I, like I cared about what was happening to these people. So it definitely had that real, like, you know, emotional attachment um, that some shows never, never get for me. Um, so yeah, I, I, there's, there's a possibility that I'm going to watch this entire show. All right, Matt, you're going to find some time to binge this. You know, Zach. No, um, I don't. Good Kinda. question. Good question. Uh, I think the first episode and the last episode were uh, more than enough for me. Hmm. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I can tell that you guys don't like this kind of animation, but you're... I'm going to say you're wrong. Uh, I am going to definitely find time to binge this thing. I love it. Uh, I, I like shows that have heart, and this has heart, and uh, Bo is cute, so I'm in. Um, okay, so what we did, what we decided to watch for next time is the latest Voltron series, which Dylan has been texting me feverishly, telling me that it's called uh, Legendary Defender. Is that correct, Dylan? Yeah, Okay, I think so. Now, I think now so. Is, it's, all is, those texts are feverish, so I don't remember sending them. Yeah, it's a lot of just the word feverish, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Voltron Legendary Defender. Uh, it is a Netflix series that ran for three seasons, 73 total uh, episodes. Um, Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. I know. That, but we're all going to watch Michael. We're going to watch one. I know, right? He always brings his freaking religion to everything. Uh, anyway. <laughs> So always pushing it, Michael. You know they, you don't need to push it on other people. I mean, we're yeah, fine I, with what you do, but Voltron's yeah. got some pretty. Go ahead, go ahead, Zach. So I'm sorry. Think... You just you saw I got a little upset there. I know, I know, and I was gonna let you know it's okay for you to push your views about Michael not pushing his views on people, and I can appreciate that. Thank but, you, G thank you. G, uh, let's say our goodbyes, uh, and also, what do you know about Voltron? I know too much about Voltron. Um, oh. I watched <laughs> the entire thing several times, except for the last season. But we'll talk about that. So you've seen um, this? You've seen this <laughs> the, the Legendary Defender series? Oh, okay, cool. Yes, so, yeah. so you're the expert. Perfect. Yeah. So you know a and lot about spent, that. And spent forty hours in that VR game. <laughs> oh, oh, VR. <laughs> Voltron, that sounds cool. Okay. Uh, you can find that you can find all the show notes to everyone who's on this panel and the show notes, obviously, and links to that. But G, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Um, you can find me uh on my podcast, uh Generation Clash. Um, it's on everything, so just find me somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And also, like I said, the ang your anchor link is in the show notes. Uh Dylan. What do you know about no. Voltron? Say goodbye. Where can people find you? Uh, it's a, it, you know, there's a theme on this show of like up to 72 people forming together into a single entity. And Voltron, I think, is when we're first properly exploring the concept. So <laughs> that's going to be good. Um, otherwise, I know that uh, Voltron fans and Power Rangers fans just like you can't have them in the same room without them going at each other. So, you know, that's going to be fun. And Wait, uh, so Vol Voltron and Power Rangers are are like like Eva, Elvis and Beatles or something like you, you, yeah. like they they don't get along like Lord huh. of the Rings and Harry Potter fans yeah um, huh. or like Star Wars fans, fans and Star Wars get fans. along well that's what like Quentin Tarantino said like you could be an Elvis man who likes the Beatles or you could be a Beatles man who likes Elvis but you can't be both or something stupid I have no idea I don't care and I don't then like I think Beatles. he swore he probably swore about oh he definitely yeah swore. and there was yeah, definitely yeah. some feet uh, Matt yeah. <laughs> what what do you know about Voltron and where can people find you 
Um, yeah, I watched a lot of Voltron as a wee lad, so not this iteration, but I do remember cat robots forming a big robot and some blue elf vampire space mercenaries. Uh, oh. Don't know if that's real or not, but that's what I remember. Uh, <laughs> you guys can find me uh, Instagram at Matt Deterior if you want to see photographs of my record collection. Um, yeah, I've been thinking <laughs> of uh, expanding myself into other podcasts. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do something like um, review serial killers or you know classic murder things because. <laughs> The world needs another one of those. Well, that's, that's true. And you're off to the right start. I mean, everyone wants to see other people's art on social media. So keep taking pictures of those record covers. Yep. <laughs> uh, B, what do you know about Voltron and <laughs> where can people find you? Okay, so I'm familiar vaguely with old school Volt uh, Voltron, but uh, not a lot about the new one. I heard that like the last season kind of made a few people mad so i'm really curious about that um but people can find me on my podcast um uh, deep lore and is this podcast a jojo reference uh, you can also follow my instagram if you want some of my cosplay content um at b.bethy uh, i have my entrapta cosplay up there actually if you're a big she-ra fan uh now other question uh what wine did you pair for this conversation with matt deterior <laughs> oh man, I have no idea. It's some kind of very fruity wine. It is. Oh god, it doesn't even say. No. <laughs> it's white. It's not good. It's, wine. it's 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 not good, but it, it gets the job done. <laughs> okay, so so bees chugging wine. Matt's watching porn. Michael, where can people find you? And what do you know about Voltron? Um, I also watched a lot of Voltron as a wee lad um, and too much of the new one to know that I don't enjoy it uh, with my child. Um, but yeah, you can find me on this, The Real Boys, Jack Billings Presents, Generation Clash, um, and I love this terrible game. I think that's it. Um, also, you can hear my voice on Tapon's Theater on Subspace, which is a Star Trek show, and... Uh, also some other stuff that who knows but follow me on twitter at my neighbor m-i-c-h-1 and i michael did you say I jack billings presents i did say jack billings presents mm -hmm. okay jack billings presents yeah jack billings presents haunted apartment complex will be out very soon yeah and you also be able to hear michael's voice on the upcoming season two of silicon angels go check out season one uh dylan wrote awesome stuff he wrote uh create your own pod venture which is a 17 episode choose your own adventure style podcast where you choose which next episode to listen to uh he also is uh the co-creator of the podcast podcast the podcast show you can find him on most social medias at vorpal words and everything that he does over at some nobodies.com but yeah so next time Voltron, Legendary Defender, and uh, guys, we appreciate you paying attention to us. Thank you very much, and uh, let us know what we should watch next. Until then, yeah, we'll find some time to binge something. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Mm. Binge, binge Silicon Angels. Although mm. I did never, I did never agree to be on season two. I didn't ask. Yeah, it's too late. Mm. <laughs> I have a lot of recordings of your voice. I can do whatever I want. We can. We'll <laughs> We have a character for you where we can just patchwork together all of your samples. So, uh, okay, that sounds like a lot of work, um, but go for it.
Cool. Silicon Angels is a lot of work. Like Jack Billings. Either way, listen to what we got. We appreciate <laughs> you guys. Wow, bye. I don't know. Bye. Is, is it my job to hit the button? <laughs> and now for something completely different. I look a woman up and down and I say, I'm coming to join you, bitch. Oh, that too far. Oh, you want to get into things? Well, I mean. No, 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 no. Let's get into things. Let's get real. Everybody, BoJack wants to get real. Cancel the bubble round, because we're getting real.